Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Good morning, and welcome back. Thanks for joining me this morning. I hope you guys are all doing well. Today, we're going to talk about lifting holy hands in prayer. But first, I want to remind you, you have a few days left. Let's see. We have three days to sign up for the giveaway that's going on with Origin. If you want to follow the links in the show notes, if you want to jump over to Instagram, you guys can go ahead and sign up. If you're on Gab, you can also sign up there. Would love for you guys to be a part of that. A really great giveaway, a t-shirt, a hoodie and jeans. The company Origin is phenomenal. They're doing great things here right in America, building, manufacturing, sourcing, everything here in this country. You guys want to check that out. A lot of great stuff. Really high quality items as well. It's just really, really neat. A couple things to note as well. The intensive is coming up May 11th through the 13th. Would really love for you to be there. We're hoping for 75 guys from all across the country that are going to be joining us in in Eminence, Missouri. Two days on the river, four teaching sessions. It's going to be a lot It's going to be a really good time. We have also some other sessions that are going to be happening that are kind of elective classes. We're going to do an arm wrestling competition, which is going to be neat. The winner of that is going to win a Bless My Buckskins uh, axe from Joey Hawkins, which is going to be, I mean, it's just anything he puts together is really cool. So that's going to be neat. I'm going to be doing a uh, teaching session, and uh, we're going to be doing some more self-defense stuff like we did last year as well. It's just going to be a really good couple days on the river. So three days, two nights. It's $185 if you want to camp. It's $300 if you want to stay in a cabin. You want to check that out for sure. I'll put that link in the show notes as well. Okay, let's go ahead and pray. Father, thank you for this morning. We ask for blessing upon this time. I'm speaking. They're listening. Help us to hear from your word, all that you have for us today, and also recover this ancient practice and a biblical practice of raising holy hands in prayer. And we pray that you'd help us in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. 1 Timothy chapter 2 we get into some gender-specific commands. I told our church this on Sunday, and you know, your church, if you're listening to this, you probably take the gender-specific commands very seriously. And I think it's important that we do, because sanctification is engendered. We cannot grow in the Christian life without growing as a Christian man or a Christian woman. There is no such thing as genderless sanctification. So in the context of egalitarianism or soft complementarianism or even most many complementarians, if we minimize the commands that God has for men and women, then we're actually stalling that man or woman's sanctification. If we're embarrassed or shy away from what God tells us to do or prohibits, prohibits from us as men or restricts us or limits us in our bodies and how he's made us and designed us, then we're actually robbing men of what God has called us to be as men. And on the flip side of that, when it comes to talking to women, if we don't tell them what God has commissioned them to do, what God has prohibited them from, and then God what God has limited them from in their own bodies and what they're able to do, then we are robbing women of their uniqueness and how God designed them, made them, and commissioned them. And so we want to be very clear when it comes to the the commands that God has given both men and women in the Bible, and then the commands that God has given us together. To say those, preach those, proclaim those, disciple with those, and not shy away from them or be embarrassed about them. And I had this opportunity over the weekend in uh, Springfield, Missouri. I'm going to be preaching two sermons on uh, manhood and then on womanhood 
for the Hope Baptist Conference. The Christendom Conference is my second year getting to speak there. Joshua Jenkins and that crew out there, you guys have heard me talk about them. They're actually the guys that are going to be coming and speaking at the intensive. So we've got this friendship that's there now and really going to be pressing into Titus chapter 2 and what God has commanded the older men and younger men, older women and younger women to do. There's a lot of commandments. God has given us real clear definitions about what a man is and what a woman is, how we should function, what marriage looks like, what the household looks like. And our responsibility as heralds of the truth is to proclaim that and help people walk in obedience to that and then see God work. This is what we do. We obey and God works and it's just an amazing thing. Okay, in the context of Sunday worship, there is a clear proclivity with men to disengage. What do I mean by that? When God gives commands, the commandments are generally speaking towards men and women in areas that they already struggle. For instance, when it comes to external adornment, God regularly requires that women not adorn themselves externally. In fact, in the context of 1 Timothy chapter 2, you have these gender-specific commands. You guys have read this before. So first, I desire in every place that men should pray, lifting holy hands, that's what we're going to talk about today, without anger and quarreling. So the anger and quarreling there is a propensity within men to be aggressive, overly aggressive. So the command is lifting holy hands to and do so without anger or quarreling. Then, likewise, the women should adorn themselves in respectable apparel with modesty, self-control, not with braided hair, and gold and pearls or costly attire, but what's proper for women who profess godliness with good works. We take those very seriously, and we believe those should be obeyed. And there is this natural proclivity for women to adorn themselves in an improper way. So they're going to externally put on clothing, wear their hair in such a way that brings attention to them in an inappropriate way. And so the command is, let your adorning be with good works in the hidden person of the heart, First Peter tells us. When it comes to then the gender-specific command here in First Timothy 2, chapter 8, or verse 8, I think it's addressing not only the, the sin pull, the pull in men to be aggressive and quarreling, but it's also addressing and correcting this area of passivity when it comes to public worship. And this command then pulls out of us a, a public display of, of a physical, you know, an action with the physical body that requires us to visibly and publicly engage in worship. And I think this is critical for us to understand this passage. Men all across this country and all across this world have disengaged. When we talk about broad strokes numbers, you can get into all the statistics about the attendance in church and who's going to church and who's not going to church. And if you look about, from what I've seen, about 60% of people attending church on Sunday mornings, Christians attending church on the Lord's Day gathering and any kind of activities during during the week are women, and only 40% are men. And certainly there's different churches that have those statistics, and our church would be one of them, where it's definitely evened out, if not tipped the other way, men to women. But this 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 uh, propensity then of passivity when it comes to public worship is seen everywhere. And these numbers, I think, reflect the reality that men get awkward or feel a little bit weird when it comes to certain aspects of of worship within the Christian faith. And so the the command then is requiring men to publicly obey to this this gender specific command. When we see, I desire in every place that men should pray. Now, this is not talking about, again, in the context of of gender-specific commandments, this is not talking about a general mankind here, meaning everybody. Now, it's not saying that women can't ever raise hands in public worship or anything like that, or that women, this is not like any kind of exclusive thing when it comes to saying, you know, women can't pray. You know, 1 Timothy chapter 11, we see women praying. 
kind of thing, but it is a very specific command to the males, not just to everyone, but to the males to do something in prayer. So to pray in every place and to lift hands, holy hands. So lift up hands and then go to the Lord in prayer. Now, holy hands here, you could say that every Christian man has been declared holy through justification. But also I think the commandment here is because uh, we, we are to do this without anger or quarreling, is that we should have clean hands and a pure heart that we should be lifting holy hands uh, that that have not been walking into sin that is unrepented of. And so we should be coming to the Lord's Day gathering, turning to Christ, looking to Christ, trusting in him, and then lifting up holy hands, coming as repentant men. And we should do this in such a way that everybody should see. Everybody can see. It's a visible thing. Therefore, what's being modeled on, you know, in prayer, both Lord's Day and throughout the week, small group, whenever this command is obeyed, is that the men are going to engage in public worship. We're not going to disengage. We're not sitting back and letting the, the women do this kind of thing. But we're here to participate. We're here to be a part of this thing because God has called us to this. And when we do this then and lift these hands, what's that require? Especially the guys that are very uncomfortable doing something like this. There's always guys in the church that are very uncomfortable. What it's requiring them is to, to just model to everyone, we're going to obey even if it, feels, if it feels awkward. We're going to obey even if we don't like doing this. We're going to do this because God has called me to do this. So we started this practice about a year and a half ago, and it all started from seeing this really crummy book on, on gender ide- ideology about egalitarianism and saying that, you know, that there really are no gender-specific commands. This is all commands to all Christians and just a really terrible book that we looked at. And they were really they were breaking down First Timothy chapter 2 and talking about how we don't obey all these gender-specific commands. And one of the questions in the book is, how many, how many people have ever been to a church service where the men raise holy hands and nobody raised their hands? And then how many people have heard this passage and restriction on women preaching and teaching in verse 12? And, you know, everybody raised their hands because that's, you know, supposed to be selective outrage here. That we're looking at one, these restrictions given to women, but not looking at the other, these commissions given to men. And I walked away from that and said, well, you know, I mean, we should do this. If we are commanded, I want to know every single command that God has given me as a man and every single prohibition and every single limitation. And I want to obey those and be okay with those and find joy in those. So if I see a command here, men do something, my response should be, all right, I'm going to do that. So we started lifting holy hands in prayer, and it's been a really great thing to see all the men raising hands and see the young boys there that are looking at their fathers and emulating them is a wonderful thing. So pastors listening in, if you've never practiced this, maybe a good opportunity to walk in simple obedience and model for your congregation gender-specific obedience in a way that you know honors the Lord and I think can be helpful for you and your church. Okay, guys, thanks so much for listening. If this has been helpful, please leave a rating or review. Please subscribe, share, make sure and follow those links in the show notes, and I hope you guys have a great rest of your day.